Hello one, hello all, welcome to the Politics Mostly Podcast. I am your host, Peter Ramirez. No music, no audio drops. We're going to get right into it today because I'm upset. I'm upset about Georgia, the Peach State move to restrict the right to vote, a once sacred right in this country that is rapidly becoming a privilege. Here's the bill. And no, this is not a liberal podcast host exaggerating it or spitting it. This is just me reading the provisions of the new Georgia law. The amount of time to request an absentee ballot has been cut by more than half, from 180 days to 11 weeks. Ballots have to be returned earlier, now two Fridays before Election Day. Requesting a ballot will require new voter ID rules. Uh, State and local governments are no longer allowed to send unsolicited ballot applications, and they're there are new rules for third-party groups sending out applications. Uh, limit the number of drop-off ballot locations. Uh, <laughs> let me read verbatim from the newspaper article from Online Athens. Quote, If you live in a larger metropolitan county, you may not notice a change. But for most other counties, you will have an extra weekend day and your weekday early voting hours will likely be longer. End quote. Okay, good. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> City... Early vote remains the same, but in suburban and rural areas, a.k.a. red places, they're bending over backwards to accommodate you. Uh, Here's a goodie. It is now illegal for people to hand out water or food to voters online if they're within 150 feet of the building. This is perhaps the most anti-libertarian provision I have ever, period, seen, period, ever, period, period, period. (laughs) The government telling private citizens they can't give a voter water. Are you fucking kidding me? And people say, oh, well, Peter, this could persuade their vote. No, 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 no. If a voter is waiting in line for hours in the Georgia heat, I don't think they're going to change their vote because a bottle of Poland spring water. I really, really don't. And I've seen these volunteers because I look into this. I've seen pictures of these volunteers. They are not wearing political paraphernalia. They don't talk about who to vote for. It's young people in t-shirts giving out water to old people so they don't pass out. That is now illegal. You will go to jail if you do that. And there are a lot more provisions, frankly, in this bill, including granting the legislature, which, surprise, happens to be Republican, the power to throw out ballots. Excellent. What a great bill. Very Democratic, this bill. So I have, let me see, I wrote down... Seven. Seven, like, first gut reaction uh, to this bill. Uh, I'm going to go through them quickly. First, like I said with the water thing, uh, it's particularly awful, the idea that handing out water to voters in line can now result in a jail sentence. That's particularly egregious to me. And by the way, Republicans, if you don't really want people handing out water, stop closing poll locations, (laughs) which result in longer lines. If you had more voting locations and more early voting, there wouldn't be long lines and people wouldn't need water to not pass out. There should be a law. Here's a law I would get behind in terms of voting. There should be a law that says that should uh, establish a maximum amount of time someone has to wait to vote, and it should be like 10 minutes. Voting, uh, so number two, voting rights to me should be a non-political issue, which is kind of weird, right? I mean, inherently voting is political, <laughs> right? 
But it really should be a nonpartisan issue, I guess is what I should say. Voting rights and the environment. These are two things I've never really understood the other side. I'll, I'm just going to be honest with you guys here. Uh, I've never understood the anti-voting people. I've never understood the pro-fossil fuel people. Now look, we're a very evenly divided country. There are a lot of issues we disagree on. The vast majority of issues that Republicans and I disagree on I think their positions are legitimate, 100% legitimate. Um, I do not agree with them, but they make their case, and I go, those are good points, I respect that. And we live in a democracy, so a lot of that has to happen, okay? Pro-life, I get. I get pro-life people. Pro-gun, I even get. There are so many issues where even though I may fall on one side, I totally recognize the other side as a legitimate position. And that's a healthy mindset to have in a democracy. But trying to actively limit the amount of voters who participate in a democratic election, to me, is not a legitimate position. Three, it is now easier to buy a gun in Georgia than it is to vote. No same-day voter registration, uh, thank you, Georgia legislature, but you can buy a gun the same day, and both require ID. <laughs> so that's where we're at. The, uh, you know, buying assault weapons that are designed to kill people, AR-15s, these are constitutional rights. Voting, eh, kind of a privilege. Four, this isn't an isolated incident. You know, it seems that trying to lower voter turnout is actually a national strategy for the GOP. There are 250 bills in 40 states that restrict the right to vote that uh, that are currently being debated on or voted on. That is according to the Brennan Center for Justice. You know, it's so funny to me, by the way, how the right says they're against regulations, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe this is the old school Republican Party, you know, the, the trickle-down people, the Mitt Romneys. They hate regulations, right? They're against, you know, ExxonMobil, Royal Dutch Shell, these huge mega corporations that pollute our waters. They're against environmental regulations that limit methane production into our atmosphere, right? They're against regulations. They say it's government interference. But when it comes to shit they don't like, <laughs> oh... They love regulations. They can't get enough regulations. Abortion clinics? Let's regulate how wide the hallways of the building have to be. Voting rights? Let's restrict the amount of polling locations in African-American neighborhoods. Trans rights? Let's regulate which sports they can do. <laughs> These are all government regulations, all of them. This is all government interference. Remember that the next time my supposed libertarians on the right uh, talk about this that all these anti-voting regulations are just that, regulations. <laughs> the big R word. Number five, Republicans have to cheat to win. <clears throat> you know, one media narrative I particularly despise, and trust me, there are many of them, is that America is a center-right country. I hear that shit all the fucking time. It's one of these things that it's only true because we keep repeating it. Where is the evidence that America is a center-right nation? Where? Tell me. Email me. Find my email on the internet and tell me. In the past eight presidential elections, the Democrats have won the national popular vote seven of eight times. Seven of eight. In my entire life, 
a Republican has won more votes than a Democrat, usually how we do elections, like everywhere else in the world, whoever gets more votes. Uh, the Republican has gotten more votes one time in my life, and that was Bush, and that was only because of 9-11. Why was it only because of 9-11? Well, four years prior, he lost the national popular vote. It's called the uh, rally around the flag effect. Take a look. Um, so I don't know where this narrative came from. I really don't. America's a center-right nation. Where? Show me. Oh, but there are more red states. Okay, sure. The capital of South Dakota is Pierre. It has a population of 14,000 people. That's the state capital. 14,000 people. They get two senators. It's a joke. There may be more red states, but there are more blue people. And people vote, not land. Okay? So frankly, I just don't see any evidence for this. Trump lost both elections by about 10 million votes, roughly the size of Sweden. Instead of trying to broaden their appeal, Republicans seem to be trying to shrink the amount of eligible voters. I literally have no other way to describe this bill other than that. They're actively trying to lower voter turnout. They're trying to decrease participation in democracy. I mean, that's it. Look at what happens to voter turnout next election. Okay. I, therefore, you know, Republicans can only win if they cheat and they're bidding it through their actions. They package social conservatism and trickle-down economics and try to sell that to the average American person. And surprise, most don't like it. Sure, if you're an evangelical pastor or billionaire, vote GOP. Go ahead, knock yourself out. But Republicans ran up the debt. They cut taxes for corporations and the wealthy. They morphed into a weird personality cult around somebody with a bad personality. <laughs> and they like to invade other countries. Then they wonder why they lost the suburbs and college-educated voters. So yeah, instead of becoming less radical, trying to broaden their appeal, let's just prevent people from voting because it's all about power with these people. Number six, this isn't random. This isn't random. This is happening because Georgia was once red, and now it is purple, and soon it will be blue. If Georgia was R plus 20, this bill would not have been ushered into existence. I personally guarantee that to you. They only care because now the elections are close. And if they can shave off a point or two off the turnout number, they can cling on to power because they rule the, the rural areas. Okay. And seven, this is my last point. This is all based on a lie. All of these voting restrictions we are now seeing by Republican state legislatures are all based on a lie, and this is what constantly goes underreported in the media when they talk about voting rights. They use the excuse of, quote, election integrity or, quote, combating voter fraud to disenfranchise a larger amount of people than who allegedly commit voter fraud. <laughs> you know, okay. Don't believe me? Let's look at the numbers. And I actually did some research. Look at me, doing research for this podcast. No one's paying me for this pod, but I'm still doing research for it. <laughs> um, 35 cases of voter fraud in Georgia for the 2020 election. And this is a Republican Secretary of State and a Republican governor, so trust me, they're actively looking. <laughs> 35 cases of voter fraud. This was a narrow election. Biden got 49.47. Trump got 49.24. Biden won by 11,000. 
779 votes. Okay, that is, now that's a lot of numbers, and this is an audio podcast, so a lot of that probably just went over your head. Let's break it down. 35 cases of voter fraud. Now, most of those are actually not about ballots. Most of those cases, and I'm just reading off literally the Georgia State website, are um, cases, illegal, you know, allegedly illegal cases of left or right-wing organizations trying to submit applications after certain deadlines have already passed. So it didn't result in ballots being cast illegally. It was just you know, some Coke-funded right-wing group or some Stacey Abrams left-wing group trying to, you know, register voters after the deadlines ha- uh, had passed. So that 35 number, in terms of actual illegally cast ballots, actually gets decreased to nine. Okay, in the entire state, nine. The margin was 11,779. Here is the breakdown of the nine voter fraud cases. Four felons voted. Four non-citizens either tried to vote or tried to register to vote. And there was one case, according to the Georgia website, of, quote, misplaced ballot. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Four felons, four non-citizens, one misplaced ballot. Nine illegally cast ballots in the entire state of Georgia. There were over 5 million voters in this election for the state of Georgia. Four felons, four non-citizens, and one case of misplaced ballot, whatever the fuck that means. Nine cases, and the margin for Biden was (laughs) 11,779. So you have a Republican governor and a Republican secretary of state hurling resources to try to find fraud. The... The Secretary of State's office has 23 officers of the law with arresting power. They're armed. They have, um, you know, they can go anywhere in the state. 23 full-time officers looking for voter fraud. They found nine. Nine. Here's the percentage of illegally cast ballots as a percentage of the total vote popular, total vote cast. And this is just for Biden. I just added Biden and Trump's numbers together. There are third parties and write-ins. So this number in actuality is much lower. But I'm not going to do the math again. Here is the the percentage of illegally cast ballots in Georgia. Ready? 0.0000018%. Right? That's what those nine votes signify. So Biden won by 11,779, almost 12,000. There were nine illegally cast ballots. And frankly, those four felons should be able to vote. (laughs) What, are you not a citizen anymore if you're in jail? (laughs) That's another thing that's always so funny to me. The right loves, you know, the idea of government taking away your rights. And as soon as you go to jail, they're all on board with stripping every fucking right you have. I never got that either, but, you know. I'll save that for the Republicans or Hypocrites podcast coming soon. (laughs) So nine cases, the margin was almost 12,000 votes. Um, Now, wait, if you think, oh, that's a really uh, impressive case you just laid out, Pete. Actually, it gets even better. We shouldn't assume every case of voter fraud is for the Democrats. In Pennsylvania, there are two cases of voter fraud in the entire state 
Both cases are middle-aged white guys trying to vote for Trump using a dead parent's voting information. <laughs> so in Pennsylvania, 100% of the voter fraud cases are by Republicans trying to give Trump an extra vote. So, voter fraud isn't exclusive to either party, and it also is so tiny it might as well be statistically insignificant. I mean, Georgia was one of the closest races in the country. Both candidates got fewer than 50% of the vote, and still it was a 12,000 uh, vote margin, and the amount of illegally cast ballots were nine. And by the way, for those four non-citizens, that included trying to register to vote. So I don't, it's not, it wasn't clear on the website if those four even cast ballots or if they got snuffed out trying to register. And of those nine, assuming all nine uh, got their ballots through, we don't even know um, which of them voted for Biden or Trump or neither. So it is a complete non-issue. When voter fraud becomes so significant, it, it becomes statistically significant, it changes the outcome of the race, it becomes a real problem, I will be the first to come out and say, okay, we need to make voting harder. We need to make voting more difficult. Because the benefit of, of preventing illegally cast ballots um, outweighs the effect, it will, the, the drag it will have on voter partic uh, participation. Okay. But that time is not now. Okay? And do you want to know why? I can tell you a little secret. I can tell you a little secret. Because I, I talk to people in politics. And I tell, the, I tell them this all the time. I tell my Republican friends this all the time. And they've never had a good answer for me. Do you know why there is no widespread voter fraud? It's actually very simple if you think about it. Because people are generally rational actors. Who do you know is willing to risk a seven-year jail sentence and a Class E felony to vote one extra time in an election whose margin is usually in the tens or hundreds of thousands or even millions? It is literally not worth it. Nobody is going to jail to vote one extra time. In the entire state of Georgia, with over five million votes casted, and that was a swing state with a lot of pressure for both sides. <laughs> they found nine. Nine. 23 full-time arresting capable officers round the clock, 365 days a year. Uh, all these tools, all these voter ID laws, nine cases. The margin was 12,000. <laughs> So it's literally not worth it for voter fraud. And that's what people don't get. That's what people don't get. You know, they, they say, oh, all these illegal immigrants vote. Really? How, does he, how do these illegal immigrants register to vote? With their social security card? <laughs> Have, has anyone ever been around people who are here without documents? Seriously. I, I knew a few people in school and college who were here on like school visas and then, you know, their visas lapsed while they were trying to find work and, you know, they were at risk of having their, their green card revoked. You know, I don't really know how immigration works specifically, but 
you know, they and they were very afraid to literally do anything. They didn't want to go to parties if there was underage drinking because they didn't want cops coming because they think cops mean immig- ICE and immigrations and customs. You know, they, they don't want to get parking tickets or speeding tickets because, you know, that could mean a, a one-way trip, you know, back to Europe or Latin America or, or Asia, wherever they came from. So the idea that someone who is here illegally is trying, <laughs> will risk their life and the potential to get deported to vote one time in an election they probably don't even care about is the most absurd thing I have ever heard. And I listen to a lot of Fox News, and this is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Okay. So just just stop, man. Stop. Stop what you're doing. Republicans, stop. You know, whatever happened to the Republican Party that was, like, arguing about budget stuff? Right? Or, like, <laughs> spreading democracy through the use of military? Um, I don't know. I've written about this. I just, I view the Republican Party as post-policy right now. You, you, you listen to these conservative thinkers, they're talking about Dr. Seuss. They're talking about Potato Head. Legislatively, they're trying to limit the right to vote. Uh, I don't know where they are right now. There is a reason they have minority appeal in this country. You know, you look at, oh, now I'm kind of getting off track, but fuck it. If you're still listening, we're going to roll, baby. <laughs> if you look at a map of the United States, there is no reason that the Republicans should ever have fewer than 60 senators. There are so many more red states than blue states. I mean, there are two Dakotas and D.C. and Puerto Rico can't vote. <laughs> they pay taxes. They pay taxes, but they don't vote. We used to go to war over that, right? Didn't we? Something happened in Boston with tea or something? No taxation without representation? <laughs> we tax American citizens in Puerto Rico. They're American citizens. And D.C., also American citizens. And they don't have the right to vote. Um, very interesting. Um... So you look at a map, there are all these Dakotas, there are all these like square states in the West, right? Idaho and Wyoming. Well, Idaho's not really square, but you know what I mean. Um, there is no excuse for Republicans to ever have fewer than 60 senators, right? Um, you know, there's a Democratic senator in Ohio. There's a Democratic senator in West Virginia. There are two in Georgia, two in Arizona. I don't know why Republicans are so incompetent. Well, I do know why their policies aren't very popular. Um, but there's really no excuse. If you're a Republican listening to this, I mean, feel free to agree with me. And frankly, a lot of them do. I mean, the RNC isn't like a particularly popular institution. Why, why don't Republicans have constant Senate control? I don't know. Maybe that's a, <laughs> uh, a podcast for another time. But... You know, instead of trying to limit the amount of people to vote, why don't you just broaden your appeal? You know, get on board with same-sex marriage, the environment, um, you know, some common-sense gun safety stuff. Try to do something economically for people making less than, like, $500,000 a year. That would be a nice start for Republicans. (laughs) Stop trying to invade other countries just because they have oil. Um... You know, maybe don't grow the Pentagon budget 10% a year. (laughs) 
these are, you know, but these are radical to the Republican base. These ideas are radical, fucking radical. So, yeah. Well, that about does it for today, folks. Uh, until next time, friends.